Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and John Mallory. JM, my man, how you doing, brother? What's up, Zap? How are you, buddy? Good. Speak up a little bit, because I know you're in prison still. I uh-huh. said, what's up, Zap? How you doing? <laughs> good, good. We're doing well. How's everything? I'm going to do the Garrett Morris uh, for the rest of the show. You know, it's interesting, though. It really is. The, the decor of your jail cell is actually... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty stock if you ask me very 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 stoic yeah i'm going for a look here yeah. are you really welcome to the great american collectible show tom zappala and my good friend and one of my two co-hosts jm johnny malori is remote today again john when are you going to be back in the studio with us i mean are you ever going to be back maybe not the next one but the one after that okay Promise? <laughs> I don't know. I can't promise. Okay. Uh, we've got a good show today. Uh, we're going to bring in our good friend, uh, Joe Drellick from The Philly Show. We're going to talk to Joe. Then we have Mike Keys coming in. Mike is the COO of SCP Auctions. They have a really cool auction uh, going on. I was online uh, yesterday checking it out. And then later on in the show, we have Jared Cavley from Pristine. going to spend a few minutes with us. Uh, remember... Subscribe, like, and share the show with your friends. Uh, you can watch us on Facebook, YouTube. Or you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. Uh, you listen to your favorite podcast, Alexa. You know, JM, have you, have you asked Alexa? You should ask her tonight. When you're sitting down having your cocktail, say, Alexa, yep. play the Great American Collectible Show. You know, the funny thing is, I actually, when I was, we were at dinner last week, and, you know, I know you mention all the time it's Alexa, but I had never done it. So I actually did it like a couple of weeks ago, and I was actually having a cocktail. And yeah, you can pick up any episode. Pandora. Any episode yeah, I mean, it's pretty all. cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Podbean. Yeah. What else? It's great. Uh, listen, yeah. so we are remote today, and here's, here's the uh, little peek behind the curtain. I'm here uh, in the studio. JM is remote. We have two wonderful producers, uh, David Martinez and Chrissy Cunningham. David is behind the scenes, and he's working from his deathbed. He's got COVID. Not his deathbed, but he's pretty sick. He's got COVID. And Chrissy is here, drunk as a skunk, because she's been drinking all morning. Uh, I need to. I need to. (laughs) No, Chrissy's been great. Chrissy's been great. All right, let's bring in Joe first, our good friend, Joe Drellick. Joseph, how are you? Uh, doing good. Um, how you doing? Good, good, good. You, you've, uh, you know, and John, of course. I'm, I'm looking. Hey, at Joe. You, Tom, how you doing, but, buddy? Uh, you know, I can't forget you. There you are, John. There you are. <laughs> you know, you've been uh, you've been a busy, busy guy. Uh, a lot going on in 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 your life, but uh, you got the Philly show coming up. Tell us about it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're looking forward to it this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, we're at the new location at the uh, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. Uh, this will be our second event in the new location, which is um, about six miles away from our old location, which was the Valley Forge Casino. And um, it's allowed us to to really expand and accommodate not only uh, our customers to give them uh, more space and room to be comfortable at our event, but it's allowed some of the dealers that have been um, patiently sitting on our wait list uh, to come in uh, to the venue um, to be a part of it. So, so now we're up to... Uh, 
uh, almost 180 different dealers from 22 different states. Um, our exhibit space has grown from 55,000 square feet to almost 90,000 square feet. Wow. Um, and we're still sold out. So that's a great thing. Um, you know, the dealers um, seem to really like uh, the new space that we're in. It's uh, pretty friendly uh, from a dealer perspective, move in, move out. Um, aisles are nice and wide, carpet on the floor. Uh, and then we've started to implement some new um, customer friendly things. Um, this event here, um, we'll have uh, a free face painting station for uh, all those Philly fans that want uh, Philly's logos Slap and Eagles move, logos. The uh, Philly sports team market has, has been having a pretty, uh, pretty good year this year with the Phillies making the World Series. And, uh, you know, the Eagles really uh, uh, playing, playing good football now at 10 and 1. So we're preparing for that. Um, you know, we've got uh, a really great trade night uh, that goes on on Saturday night. And that's basically a free event. Um, it's almost an extension of the card show, um, but it's just basically where the collectors come in um, and it's held at the same uh, meeting rooms um, in Hall A. Um, and it's free to come in. It's sponsored by Santiago Sports, who's been a great uh, sponsor of our uh, trade night for the last few events that we've had. And uh, Dave and Adam's Card World is also a sponsor there. So give them a little shout out because they um, they just sponsor it. Uh, there's no uh, kickback to us or anything like that. It's just to give back to the customers. Very and, cool. uh, you know, from six o'clock to 11 o'clock at night on Saturday, kids can come in and trade, uh, not just kids, but, you know, we, we love it when the kids are there. Um, so we're encouraging all that. We're having all kinds of free giveaways during the trade night um, for free admissions into the show, um, prize, cash prizes that can be spent on the floor. Um, we've got Bryce Harper cards being handed out to any kid 12 and under on Saturday at the show. Um, so that, that's some of our focus right now is, is to come up with different uh, intricate ways to uh, incorporate an experience as well as a card show um, where people can come and, and have a great time. Hey, Joe, I know you touched on it a little bit, but um, it's really, well, I'm a Boston guy, so I'm not thrilled that Philly's doing great in all these <laughs> sports. But um, I mean, when you think about it, though, like it's one of the most rabid fan bases in all of sports, very similar to Boston. Uh, they're a little more, they're a little wacky. They're a little meaner. They're yeah, a little, they're a little more wacky. I didn't think we were, I thought we were pretty mean, but Philly's a little meaner. I've seen it firsthand, but um <laughs> Can you, the electricity of what's happening in Philly, you know, the soccer team was in the MLS finals, the Phillies doing great, the Eagles are 10 and one as we do this show. Um, does that electricity, you know, kind of move over to the show itself? And I know there are people there from beyond Philadelphia, but can you feel that electricity with the actual show? Yeah, um, without a doubt. I mean, um, we've been through this before, luckily, um, through when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So we had, uh, you know, an experience. Yeah, yeah thanks thrilled. for that reminder, too. Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, they beat this team from uh, up in the Boston area. God <laughs> almighty. <laughs> Overrated quarterback. <No. laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. He's the GOAT. He's the best. Um, but anyway, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we we uh, we have one of our largest lineups this show also for our autograph guests. We have 34 autograph guests at this event and some of those include and this is going to touch on your point um kyle schwarber's is probably our our top yeah, level guest um, right uh, we also have bryson stott who's who's a you know very hot prospect for the phillies um, matt veerling from the team um an up-and-coming prospect andrew painter nick maton um so we've got five guys from the the phillies team and you can you can just clearly see what you're talking about in in our sales our pre-sales are um pretty uh ridiculous at this point kyle's getting close to being sold out um 
you know, we weren't exactly sure what to expect just with the loss because, you know, a victory is, is different than a loss. But even with the loss, I mean, you know, the, the calls just are nonstop. The mail order is just coming in for him. You know, we sold out his photo ops in less you than know, you know, it's, it's, Hold on, JM, isn't you know? that Waltham, sure. Kyle? Isn't that, wasn't that guy's name Waltham, Kyle, when he was playing for Boston? <laughs> Why did they call him that? Because he lived in Waltham. Everybody called oh, him Waltham. They call, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hey, listen, Joe, yeah, before that was, a, that was another another great move. Yeah, I know. Sox. Please don't go down that road. Yeah. Hey, Joe, before we let you go, I know that you're sure. good friends with Rico. Last week sure. we did a we did a, a, a you know, every week, as you know, uh, when Rico's in, we do a segment called On Deck with Rico, where a listener or viewer sends a question in. Rico doesn't know what the question is going to be and answers it on the spot. Last week, so I, I, I want you to see this video because it's really funny. Uh, Christy, can we, this is Rico last week answering this question. Oh, hold on. Okay. She's, uh, she's pressing buttons, so it should, uh, it should work shortly. Are we good? He answered the tough questions. On deck with Richard Pazzicelli. Okay, it's time for On Deck with Rico, brought to us by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. What does he get? That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. This so, week's question, and by the way, he this, will win a shirt. No, the t-shirt, not that uh, thing. Oh, there's a, yeah, that, that thing costs seven too much years. Money. I can't get a new one from him. This question was submitted by a gentleman whose name is Dominic Messina. Nice Italian name. <laughs> this is a great question. What is the atmosphere in a clubhouse when the team stinks? <laughs> <laughs> then he has. I.E. 1965 Red Sox, which you were on the team. 100 losses. What is the atmosphere in a clubhouse when the team stinks the whole season? I want to hear this one. (laughs) Everybody hates each other, number one. (laughs) The the manager won't speak to to anyone. We used to have... You know the uh, we had the table afterwards where the uh, uh, the clubhouse guys would put a spread on, you know, so we could have a sandwich or something afterwards. The manager would come off after like the ninety fifth law and start the table and throw the table of food at us. He says, "I don't believe it." Billy Herman, Billy Herman was the manager. Poor guy, aged about fifty years. Oh, so did you guys used to blame each other? Like if a pitcher sucked. Oh, oh yeah. What we would just you to tell him? You suck, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy jeez. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. Where'd you hold that ball? Go out there. And see. Where'd you hold that? It's well over here. Well, don't do it again. <laughs> so, oh, God, but, you know, it, it's not a good atmosphere, really, because everybody's sad. You come in and you say, how are we going to lose this one today? <laughs> Uh, that team was bad. Yeah, it was bad. That 65 team was god-awful. 100 losses. <laughs> 100 losses. Yeah. Minnesota be the 17 out of 18. Wow. We, we want a part of their World Series share. <laughs> <laughs> we got you here, guys. Uh, that's uh, classic. All right. Uh, all right. All right, so that's that was Rico last week. He that's uh, hilarious. Uh, he just is. <laughs> that's great. All right, so that's Joe, a question. I really a great question. Uh, so Joe, uh, again, when does this show start? 
Show starts this weekend, um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And uh, you can check out www.phillyshow.com for all the information. And we hope to uh, to see uh, you guys there. You know, we'd love to have you guys back again, too. So we'll be back next year. We'll get you guys there again. Take care, Joe. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. Joe Drellick from the Philly yep. Show. Good guy. Good guy. Yeah, yeah JM, that was uh, a piece of... Uh, <laughs> Rico, that's great. I tell you, he that's was very, great. very, very funny. We had it. We had. Hey, a... you know what, Zap? I was watching. Um, um, they're rerunning the baseball documentary. I've been watching Ken it. Burns one. So I caught the my the last part, the whole 1970s. I tell you what, I, I didn't even realize, and I should know this. Rico Petroselli was was on first base when Carbo yeah. hit the three run homer that tied the game. He was on. I didn't base. notice that. Yeah. Lynn was on second, I think, and. Rico walked yeah. to set up Carbo for that three. I didn't even I I didn't even know that. And then but. Rico told me when he was uh, he mentioned this when he when he was uh, when Fisk was up he was in the dugout and when Fisk hit the home run he jumped so high he hit his head on the top of the dugout. <laughs> uh, All right, listen, let's bring in uh, our real special guest today, Mike Keys, yeah. Chief Operating Officer of SCP Auctions. Michael, welcome. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me today. Good, good. Hey, Mike. Uh, we're thrilled uh, SCP, one of the finer auction houses uh, in the country. Uh, you guys have an auction. You've, you've got some great stuff. Talk about the auction. When does it start? When does it finish? And then we'll go from there. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's some uh, tremendous offerings in this sale. And uh, we opened on the 23rd of November, just right before uh, Turkey Day there. Had some great activity over the holiday weekend. And uh, we're closing up on December 10th, uh, Saturday, at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's when extension starts. So if you're going to bid, you got to get your initial bids in uh, before 7 p.m. on December 10th, Saturday. You know, I was, uh, I was online, and what really sticks out is that 52 tops mantle. Can you tell us about it? Sure, sure. We got a couple of them actually. We got the uh, the the Primo one. Lot lot one is uh, it's a near mint mint eight uh, CSG. Probably the biggest card they've ever graded. Right? Sure I was going to ask that uh, question. Yeah, this is going to be yeah. the biggest. Absolutely. So um, you know, Andy Broom, their VP. Um, he's been in the hobby forever. He comes from Beckett. Um, you know, they the the parent company there, um, NGC. You know, they've been doing. Uh, uh, coins and comic books and all kinds of other segments that they've just recently, I know they've, they've kind of got the contract with eBay, right. As the premier, uh, grader. Uh, so they're, they've kind of, they've slid in, in there. And, um, so they've definitely made an impact on the hobby already. And, and I think this card will, will help kind of solidify their, um, uh, reputability and, uh, we're happy to offer it. It's one of the nicest ones I've ever seen in person. And I was at the national. So, you know, I saw Kendrick's 10, um, that was on display. And of course, that's a beautiful card. Uh, it'll never be sold in my opinion. You're right. <laughs> um, they, this is probably the nicest uh, out of the four eights that have sold uh, since 2021. Uh, this is, you know, top one or two, uh, you know, as far as centering um, color uh, it, it's immaculate. So it's, it's been a privilege to handle. And I love looking at this stuff. Um, I don't get to handle cards this nice every day. So and SCP company has handled many PSA eights and, and other high end cards, you know, over the years. 
um, and we've set records and, and we've done really well with them. This is the nicest one that I think David Kohler, our president, would attest is probably the nicest one he's seen in person as well. Very so cool. Happy to offer. Hey, it. just out of curiosity, uh, at this snapshot in time, and today is Wednesday, uh, mm-hmm. what is the, right now, what's the bid at, do you know, on that particular? Uh, yeah, it's a, I think as of yesterday, I uh, t- took another bid last night. I want to say the, uh, right now the hammer's 442. So, you know, you're, we, we've crossed that 500,000 mark. Right. You've got a ways to go. Um, and we expected to sell, sure, sure. We expected to sell for over a million. Um, you know, the eight at Heritage just sold for 1.4. We, yeah. we don't see why this one won't achieve a similar number or better. Um, this is a nicer copy I'm not to take away from whoever won that sure. card. Congratulations. Great card. Uh, I just, you know, this one is, is nicer. Um, and you can look at them side by side and, and you know, what we tell our clients when they ask my, my opinion on any card is don't buy the holder, don't buy the grade, buy the card, right? So you look at the card and you make your decision, especially if you're a collector, um, you know, you have the investment side of things, which, you know, a lot of, uh, guys are going that way. And of course there's always that aspect on the back of people's minds, but, this is one of the nicest copies that anybody could own. So if you're buying buying a 52 mantle, it's a big it's a big investment to make. Um, you want the, you want this card. It's it's one of the finer ones. Absolutely agree with you, Mike. This is a great auction. There's a lot of variety in here. Um, there's some modern. Uh, there's a lot of vintage. Can you just touch upon? Uh, you have some great Ruth items. You have some Ruth Gowdies, and you have a Ruth game used bat. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, the game used bat. Beautiful bat. It does have that nine inch crack on the handle. That's why I think it got that PSA seven and a half uh, from John. Uh, but uh, the, the mirrors eight and a half grade has been on that bat for a long time. Uh, it's beautiful. It's, it's got all that original uh, patina and color. Um, I love the way these bats smell. That's one of my favorite things to do when we get a vintage bat in is just to smell it. And totally uh, right. It smells like an old, <laughs> like an old cabin or something. One of my favorite, uh, 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 categories are game used bats. So, um, and I've been privileged to, to, uh, handle many Ruth bats, Garrick bats. Um, and privately we've sold a, a Cobb bat within the last year. And, um, I just, I love, love the way they feel, the way they smell. Um, that bat I figure is going to be about a hundred thousand dollars or more. In my opinion, it's a great bat. Again, don't collect the grade, collect the bat, look it over. You know, we encourage people to come in, look at the bat, feel the bat, hold the bat. Um, and, and same goes for, if you're, if you're in our area in Southern California, which unfortunately a lot of the populations on the East coast, but if you're in the area, we do encourage our clients to come in, especially if they're going to make a big purchase and kind of just get their hands on some of the artifacts. Um, we have that Ruth Gehrig ball, um, as well. Um, right. Yes. Yeah. I saw that really, really nice Ruth autograph on that ball. You know, obviously we couldn't get it graded because they got to grade both autos. Sure. The Gehrig, the Gehrig auto is really nice as well. Um, overall, the ball, in my opinion, is, you know, it's, it's near mint, you know, it's, uh, it's a nice ball. Um, and the Ruth auto is great. So again, another piece that I figure, you know, hopefully would sell for, you know, anywhere from 75,000 plus. Very, very cool. We are chatting with Mike Keyes, COO for uh, SCP Auctions. Uh, I think we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Mike, I want to get into really uh, into the into the crux of some of the other stuff. I mean, you got some really cool stuff. Amazing stuff. He's, yeah. he's, he's got he's got he has his seventy eight contract. You, I saw see that. that. I saw no, that. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. No, I know. I know. All right, hang in my there. Favorite player in my. Well, it was my kind of favorite year, not the way it ended. But so he was your favorite player. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, by far was my favorite play. Are you oh, kidding me? I, I loved Carlos Quintana. So if you're he thinking of a great. gift for me, Zap, a nice Christmas gift for me, that contract might be nice. Checks you know? in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, hang in there. We'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Okay, we are back and chatting with Mike Key, COO of SCP Auctions. JM is in the house. David is, I don't know where David is. David's kind of like half, half sick, 
half healed. I don't know. Chris, Chrissy's here, but that's that's all Drunk. we need. That's all we need, Chrissy. Just as long as you're here, that's all we care about. Like a wine. But <laughs> she's she is the. Uh, she steers the ship. Let's put it that way. She All right, does. let's talk about the 78 Yes contract, Mike. Sure. sure Very yeah, cool so. piece. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, one of our uh, more, uh, you know, kind of uh, just filler kind of <clears throat> items, if you will, right? But it's really cool for uh, Red Sox fans. Right? Now, was, was this the contract going into the 78 season, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, because yeah, I, I knew he had, because JM, correct me if I'm wrong, but he took a pay cut after he popped out in the 78 in that one game playoff, correct? Uh, remember, yeah. he made the last out, so they, they docked him, didn't they? They did. And, um, you know, Mr. Yockey was gone by then, that he was Yockey's guy, you know, so <laughs> they did. But, you know, I think it was after that, he actually, he had a chance to go to the Yankees. The Yankees wanted to sign him, but he ended up staying uh, in Boston. But that contract, Mike, is a pretty neat thing to see. I mean, that that's pretty unbelievable. Well, and plus it was yeah. that year. It was that playoff year, that one-game playoff, playoff. year, right, yeah. Bucky yeah. effing Dent, you know, all of that stuff, right? I know. By the way, he also had a home run in that game, which people forget. I don't care. He popped they all, out. I remember he made the last I don't want to hear it. He popped out. He also had a home run in that game. I don't want to hear right? it. He popped out. He popped and out. Jerry Remy didn't do anything in that game. Everyone <laughs> loved him. <laughs> It's, it's definitely a cool offering, and uh, contracts, as you guys know, they don't pop up every day. And, no, they uh, it's, don't. It's, yeah, no, they uh, don't. Especially Hall of Famers like uh, Yastrzemski. So we're, you know, another cool piece that we have in the sale. For you sure. know, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, uh, Mike, I this is I have this one piece that I've been, and I, I admit it, I've been bragging about it over the last month that I picked up in an auction. I, I was able to grab uh, Grover Cleveland, when he won the Triple Crown of Pitching, uh, he went into the uh, Chicago uh, office and said, hey, I'm as good as Walter Johnson. I want to get paid what he's getting paid, twelve grand a year. And they paid him. <laughs> I bought – I have the contract. It's really a cool contract. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a cool piece. That's a really cool piece. It's, uh, it's not displayed, though. It's in, it's in, a, it's in a safe. Hey, you know what? Whatever you want to do, keep it there. Admire it when you want to. Mike, I want to get your, your view on this as someone that has, like I said, a really varied auction here. Obviously, there's some great, great cards, uh, great sign balls and things like that. But kind of picking up on the game used bat, the contract, um, you know, game worn jerseys, things like that. It seems to me that collectors are getting more interested in that because of the fact that it was so close to the actual player the actual personality as opposed to a card that might be worth, you know, seven figures, but give me, give me your thoughts on that. Do you see that as well? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'll just real quick, just to segue just off of that is if you look at David Kohler, our president's collection, he's got the largest Lakers collection in the world. Sorry, Boston guys, but (laughs) uh, you know, most of the stuff in there is, is game worn stuff, game used equipment, you know, Kobe's cast, um, So, you know, when you're collecting this stuff, you really just want to collect what you love, right? And cards are great. Some people love cards. They like that trading card aspect of it all. They like to look at the artwork and all that. But when you're looking at like the Judge or the Otani jerseys we're offering or the Ruth bat again, you know, the Sultan of Swat used that bat and likely hit multiple homers with that. I mean, his DNA Uh, is on it. You know what I mean? That's what you got to look at. And I agree with you. 
Yeah. And so, you know, I probably have Ruth's DNA embedded into my hands now because I've handled that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? swung the bat. That's not kosher. You don't swing those things. Right. I did put on, I did put on the judge Jersey when it came in. Did you really? Uh, did yeah, you I'm, really? A small, I'm a small guy, right? I'm, I'm five foot five. I popped it on thing. Looked like a dress on me just for fun. You know, they look at this you know, thing. When I had, uh, when, when we did, I don't, I can't remember what book it was. It must've been the Cracker Jack book. One of those books and JP Cohen sent it was a uh, a, a Ty Cobb game used bat. He he actually shipped it to my house, and we used it for, for part of the for part of the photo shoot. And all I can remember is me holding that bat, and Ellen took about twenty pictures of me holding that bat in front of my kitchen table, and I still have it. Just you know, you can't make that it, stuff up. You know, it, 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 it's a, there's a feeling, there's an aura about those pieces, um, the game worn stuff. You can like you know, it hasn't been laundered, which a lot of it hasn't. Right. You can smell what you know what Aaron Judge smelled like that night. You know. And, no, it's very uh, cool. Hey, I, I hey, agree. Mike, just I just want to jump on that a little bit uh, since the you know, obviously this landmark season with the 62 home runs for judge, what has happened to him uh, in the hobby? His season is over now, but what has happened to him, you know, since that happened in terms of his, where he is in collectibles now? Oh, I mean, he's definitely uh, highly sought after now, right? From cards to, to jerseys, to bats, to gloves. I mean, whatever, right. Aaron judge is hot right now. Um, I know his, uh, the 62nd ball ended up elsewhere, which we're bummed about. But at the end of the day, it's the right time to sell that ball. Um, yeah. it's, it, I don't think it'll just like when we sold the bonds balls for, you know, close to a million dollars a decade or so ago, you know, or, or more than that. Now, um, it timing is of the essence for things like that. But it's in terms of his collectability, massive. Yeah. Um, he's I mean, he's now just he has cemented himself into Yankees lore they better re-sign him it's going to be good for his legacy right I'm not a Yankee fan I'm just saying for his legacy and for the Yankees to kind of just continue their tradition of hanging on to these types of guys you know unfortunately the Red Sox like to get rid of guys like like Ruth and uh anyway uh but yeah Judge definitely um is has cemented himself as a huge um, a player and, and uh, he's got a lot of collectability. You know, now. think about it. Think about you, you know, JM, you're going to go to a, you and I are going to go to the game. We buy a couple of dogs, have a beer, <laughs> sit in the bleachers, and you catch a ball and you're $5 million richer. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. It's like it's like getting a call from your wife. Hey, we just yeah. won the lottery. You know, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hey, I, I, I caught I caught a foul tip from Rico in 1976. <laughs> not worth a plug nickel. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Mike, I want to ask you. I did notice it jumped out at me being a Celtics fan, as is JM. You've got a DJ and Cowan's game used jersey. Uh, when yeah. did you guys pick those up? Um, and what was the question again? Uh, you have a, a Dennis Johnson and Dave Cowan's gamers game used jerseys. Yes. Yeah. No. Phenomenal pieces. We've got a lot of vintage basketball in this auction, not just Celtics, but you know those pieces are they're special. Again, and when you get back to the game used stuff, those don't pop up every day. I know you're not going to you're not you're not right. going to see that anywhere else. Probably after this sale, it's not likely that those will surface again. Mike, are you a now collector? Listen, Mike, oh, I'm a, sorry. Go ahead, sorry, there, No, they're, they're just picking up on the basketball. There's a lot of niche collectors out there. And I noticed in your auction, you have some ABA. 
yep. jerseys in there. I mean, if you, I'm talking, you know, there may be not a lot of people out there collecting ABA, but if you're an ABA fan, you have some cool stuff there. Yeah. I mean, the basketball history is there, right? With yeah. the ABA, even NBA guys who are loyal to whatever their NBA loyalties are there and you're collecting vintage basketball, ABA has to be part of that collection. Absolutely. Uh, oh, are you we kidding me? Beasley. I mean, yeah. yeah, the ABA was such an injection of oh. uh, for the NBA. I mean, you know, when those three or four teams came over, I mean, the, some of the studs on those teams were unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Dr. J did for basketball what yeah. MJ did, you know, decades earlier. I mean, you had a bunch no of you had uh, uh, Spencer Haywood. Was it Moses? Did Moses Malone start in the Moses? Moses, Moses was there. Malone? Yeah, yeah I mean, they had some that. great players. Look, one of the great what became one of the great franchises, the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, that yeah. was an ABA team. That's yeah. right. So, uh, yeah. Are you a collector, Mike? Do you collect at all? Um, I, when I got into the hobby about four years ago, I was blessed to, to get into SCP auctions. Dave Kohler hired me. Um, you know, one of the things that I really like to collect and I don't have a massive collection at all yet. Uh, but one thing I plan on continuing to pursue are type one photographs, um, not just of sports. I like, I like historical. I like, I'm a huge Batman fan. So I actually have a, uh, uh, Adam West, uh, Type one from very you know, cool from, uh, nice. from the Batman film in the 1960s. And so I'd like to build off of that at some point, but sports, huge Laker fan. So I've got, I've got some signed uh, photographs and media, you know, small time stuff. Wait a minute. The Lakers, isn't that the team that the Celts used to beat like a drum during the sixties? <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that's the team that had like, Elgin Baylor and Jerry West, Jerry West and, and yeah, they could never yeah. beat the Celts. I, I, again, I, I could be mistaken, but I, no, you know. you're right. You're right. No, Gail Goodrich had those uh, Celtics teams firing. So, uh. <laughs> hey, I, I want to ask you, and we, you know, we ask all of our guests this question: What is your what is your take on the the modern slash ultra modern investor um is it more for the investment or is it more for the love of the hobby in your opinion you know honestly i think it kind of goes both ways to be truthful because there's a lot of young guys that are you know younger than i am i'm i'm pushing 40 now so you know i'm talking about some of these young kids that are they've got some money from whatever crypto investments and all that good stuff um and some of those kids are really buying what they love um, now there is definitely a huge investment impact uh, as well, as you can see. You know that that segment has kind of—I don't want to uh, speak poorly on it—but it's kind of dropped off a lot more than you know strong vintage, strong vintage cards, low pop, uh, high uh, um, rarity. Uh, that stuff is going to be strong forever, and it's continued to outperform the stock market. The modern cards, you can see. You know, my opinion is that it's kind of tracked more on that investment side, but there certainly are a lot of collectors who truly love that stuff. Well, so. you know, and, and the reason I'm asking the question is, I mean, you're hitting it on the head. Um, <clears throat> vintage stuff, we've talked about this a zillion times. It's, it's almost like a blue chip stock, you know, it's like uh, an AT&T or an IBM. Yep. The thing that <clears throat> I'm not sure that I feel that I'm on the fence about is, in the modern and ultra-modern market, they're kind of creating a market with these manufactured rarities. Case in point, I know a Luka Doncic card just sold for over $3 million. 
Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that it's, uh, it was like, a, uh, I think it was a Panini, 2018 Panini, Panini National Treasures uh, rookie patch autographs card, you know, one of one. And it yeah. sold for like three million bucks. Now, it's a good thing that it sold for three million bucks, but it was kind of created. You know, you know what I'm saying? It, it, I, I hear you. I hear you. Now, the National Treasures product is definitely the blue chip of the modern, but... You know how many one of one Doncic are there? Donkic cards are there from 2018? Uh, there's probably several hundred, if not a thousand. I don't know. There's there's a lot, right? Wow. Um, and so, uh, but they're not from National Treasures. They're other products that are one of one. So I hear you on the manufactured scarcity for sure. And buyers need to be aware of that. You know, they need to understand that when you're looking at pop reports on vintage you're gonna see something completely different than when you're looking at a pop report on a modern exactly and we've said this you know i mean uh, ty cobb is dead he's not coming back you know what i mean so what what's out there is out there the same thing with ruth and garrick and the rest of those guys sure jm right yeah mike i want to mention because i think there are going to be a lot of collectors out there that want to go to your site and check out these cards uh the mid 50s obviously was a golden age of baseball you've got some 53 Top cards, Roy Campanella, Bob Feller. You got some Kofax rookie cards, and you got a run of Clementi cards yep. from I think fifty-five to seventy-three. Those Can are doing you just well. Talk about that's a great grouping of cards with some great names in there that I think people need to check out. Yeah, definitely. Um, so those cards not only are I mean they're special, but they're also they're they're higher grade. You know, I think we got a lot of eights right. that, are, yes. that are in there. Those don't pop up every day. They're not they like not. ones, twos, threes, fours. They're 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 eights. There's some seven and a half, some sevens sprinkled in there in the fifty-three yep. uh, groupings. Um, those cards are special. They're rare. Um, and you know, one thing that I'm proud of at SCP is that you know we compete with everybody. So those those cards are going to sell for what they're supposed to sell for um, based on recent comps. And and um, th- those are strong cards. And if you're a collector, those are those are cards you want in your collection. We're talking about blue chip stocks. Those are blue chip stocks. Those are gonna in ten years from now, they're gonna be worth a lot more than they're worth right now. I would I would bet on that big time. Um, and uh, Tom, you were talking about blue chip stocks earlier with the vintage. There are some modern cards that you know Warren Buffett doesn't just buy the blue chip stuff. He's buying you know, modern tech. Good point. Apple. Apple, right? So Tom Brady cards, that's Apple. Good point. Right? Very good Michael point. Jordan, that's, you know. I couldn't agree I, with I, you I, more. I could not so, agree with you so, more. You're right. Yeah. So, you know, and you guys love Tom Brady. So you go buy your Tom Brady. That's the Apple stock. Buy your Roberto Clementi's uh, and your 1950s tops. And that's your. You know, so, so, so what do you call like a John Morant card? Is that uh, a penny stock hoping that you're going to hit a home run with it? I wouldn't say it's a, uh, it's, it's a little more than a penny stock. It's, there's probably a little more hope and, and John Morant maybe, but uh, you know, Jalen hurts. That might be a, a gamble, right? He's having a good season. He's very right. young in his career. His cards yep. are killing in terms of relativity with other modern. Uh, well, I, and then, you know, and you, you can, you can look at that. And I agree with you. I mean, listen, there are some great investments. There's no doubt, but then again, you're, you're really kind of rolling the dice with a young player. I mean, I, again, we've talked about Zion Williamson a zillion times or, or uh, Tatis. You know, he, he gets into the steroid thing. His card's worthless now. You get a yeah. guy like uh, uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is okay, but, uh, you know, Justin Herbert. Those are guys that were off the charts when they came in, but now it, it's a little iffy, you know. They're, they're, they're coming back down to earth as, 
as players. Uh, and so their cards have kind of decreased. 100%. As good as Luca is, like you mentioned earlier, he's not, has he won a championship? I mean, that's a huge part of that investment. Uh, how many MVPs does he have, right? I mean, exactly. None. So you got to look out for that stuff. You got to be careful. Is, if Jalen Hurts wins a Super Bowl this year and you've been buying his cards this year in the last couple of years, hey, good investment. You did well. Uh, if he doesn't ever win a Super Bowl, I don't know what those cards are going to look like in 10 years or after his career is over. Right. And I just don't know. John Morant gets hurt tomorrow and never plays exactly. again. Exactly. I don't know what you're doing. Exactly. I, I don't know See, what you're doing. It, that's yeah. I mean, so we're, we're basically, you know, saying uh, the, the same thing. Uh, what about, again, this is another question that we ask a lot of our guests, what we call tweeners. Uh, the, the second tier hall of famers, uh, from the 50s and 60s, guys like Al Kaline, guys like Rod Carew, guys like Yaz, guys like, uh, I don't know, pick, uh, I don't know, pick somebody else out. Those cards, are, are, they, are, they, are they stagnant or are they, are they creeping up as time goes on? I think as people build their set registries and they're, you know, they're trying to accomplish their own personal collecting goals, those cards they're going to grow in value. The more people that get into the hobby in that regard, that those cards will be more coveted because they're going to be needed, at least in the high grade. Right. Is what I'm saying. Um, so they have, they're not going to explode like, uh, you know, a Clemente rookie or like a Jackie rookie or anything like that, but they definitely uh, are going to hold some value and, and they're going to be coveted and they're going to be, there's going to be some demand for them as the hobby grows and people are, are building their uh, sets out for sure. Hey, Mike, I always like to ask our guests. Jay, we got about two minutes. We got about two more minutes. That, um, in terms of like a wow item to you, maybe something we haven't mentioned yet that's either a neat item, a, a unique item, maybe something that isn't the higher end, but it could be a higher end. But what, what's an item that you can pick out or even a couple items that are pretty unique to this auction? Well, one, one thing I would say is we check out the type ones we have. We got some really important, unique type ones. We just added a Joe Jackson yesterday from 1919. Wow. That yeah. was from the 1940 play ball photo shoot. It's a Conlon photo. It's phenomenal. Check those out. But the other th segment that I'm really proud of for this auction is, is our uh, Olympic gold medals. We've got a bunch of gold medals. Um, and we've been killing it with gold medals. The Yuri Chaban collection, he's from Ukraine. He's going to donate everything to uh, charity. Mm -hmm. Uh, we also have a 1908 golf gold medal. It's the only one known. Phenomenal piece. Encourage you to read that right up. A lot of, lot of cool history and collectability there. Huge investment stuff. Um, really important for just sports in general are these gold medals. His name is Mike Key, COO, SCP Auctions. Go to scpauctions.com. That's the correct uh uh, That's right. SCPauctions.com. Uh, the auction's going on right now. Ends on December 10th. Get your bids in. Hey, Mike, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks for coming on. We want to get you back on down the road. 100%. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, John. Really glad to be here. And go Celtics. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Take care. Uh, nice guy. Nice guy. Really I, good guy. Yeah, Great auction, too. Yeah. Great auction. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, uh, I think Jared from Pristine Auctions is going to be joining us, but you never know. You never know. Hang in there. <laughs> we'll be right back. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, 
totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport, Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned, the highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. 
Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. They are prized possessions, and you need a place to store them that is safe and secure. The eBay Vault is exactly that, an insured, climate-controlled facility with state-of-the-art security that guards your valuable collection around the clock. Your vault account is protected by two-step verification and easily accessible through eBay Collection. And everything stored in the eBay Vault is backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Buying and selling is a seamless experience. When you buy an eligible card on eBay, it can be sent directly to the eBay Vault at checkout. Or, if it's already in the eBay Vault, you can just keep it there. And selling from the eBay Vault is just as easy. Every card in the Vault has been expertly inspected, detailed, and photographed, so you can quickly sell it with a pre-populated listing. And if your buyer chooses to withdraw their card from the eBay Vault, we handle packing, shipping, and insurance. And same goes for you. If you want that rare rookie card in your hands, you can have it shipped to you at any time. Collect like a pro with the eBay Vault. The eBay Vault is climate-controlled, insured, and protected with 24-hour security, JM. Soon you'll be able to send cards already in your collection directly directly to the eBay Vault. They will take high-quality photos of the front and back of the card and document all the details for your viewing pleasure and to make the listing-to-sell process seamless. For more info, go to eBay, connecting buyers and sellers globally. I think Jared flew the coop. <laughs> you know, I, I blame That's David it? for this. I, I definitely, <laughs> I blame David. You know something, David. He, you know he's supposed to follow up. He's not feeling well, right, David? <laughs> oh, he can't speak, Kenny. Yeah, he can't speak. I mean, he can if he chooses to. But he's got a sore throat. throat. He can't throat. speak. Let's but anyway, yeah, I got a sore throat. You're blaming me. I guess <laughs> White hot, right? You're, you're far. You're far away from us. Um, I'll, breathe, I'll go breathe on you. <laughs> you know, uh, during a commercial break, we have a few minutes. During a commercial break, yep. I was talking to Chrissy about um, how how much knowledge she has uh, on the game of baseball. And she is a real fan coming from Australia. So, Chrissy, just a brief question. Yeah. Do you know how many players are in the field? None, because they're on the field. Trick question, right? <laughs> okay. How many players are on the field? Can you name the positions? Mm, <laughs> short stuff. There's one. That's because of Rico. Pitcher. That's two. First, second, and third baseman. Go. Outfielders. Yeah, Infielders. Well, no, that's the that's the shortstop. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you just have one more to name. Uh, what I do, the batter. I mean, that's a guy, right? No, that's not in the, the field. umpire. Catcher. That's a the catcher. 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 Now, what did I say? Do you I have a favorite that. player? Rico Pedrosilli. Okay. Red Sox All Stars. That hasn't been retired for sixty years. Uh, yeah, there. Um. <laughs> Uh, the only other one that I know, uh, David Ortiz. Okay, he's not oh, playing. Oh, that's anymore. a good one. Yeah, it's because he has a cigar <laughs> yeah. company. He's downstairs <laughs> in the cigar. Yeah, he's they're, a cigar. They're, they're, Rico, Who does? Say, 
Big Poppy. He yeah, has, I didn't know that. Yeah, he has Big Poppy cigars. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah I'd say Free Ortiz, plug, you're welcome. Ortiz and Rico are about one, two. Overall, I would say that. You know, yeah, I mean, the great Bambino, <laughs> but I mean, he's not even alive anymore. So right. there you go. But you know something, uh, uh, J.M., Rico, You're you know, welcome. we tease Rico, as you know. Uh, a great no one, player. He was really a good player. He was a man. great player. I mean, he had a spectacular glove. I think yes, Rico, if, if you look at his numbers, you really take a hard look at his numbers, J.M. His... Other than the fact that he had a 251 lifetime batting average, you look at his home runs, over 200 home runs, 220 or 240 home runs. Look at his hits. You know, if he had a 280, 290 lifetime batting average, he would be in the conversation. He would be. He would be. You know, and the other thing, Zap, and you did it when you did that book with Rico. Um, what was the uh, the Rico book you did that I was excluded from? Um, <laughs> it's called an all star cardboard an all stars cardboard memories. Great book written by not Tom and well Ellen Zappala as with well George as Lando and Rico Petroselli and not John uh, Mallory. There was a great great book, not as well written. We understand <laughs> that, but but he went up again. You know, talking about being a two fifty batting average guy went up against some of the best pitchers of all time during his career. He did. You know, from the mid-60s to the mid-70s. Um, but he was a part of it. Like, the other night, I was watching that. Thing. I'm like, Jesus, he was on first I know. For, Fist, for for Cabo's home run that, to me, is the one of the great, if not the greatest, clutch home run of all oh, time. Oh, I agree. You know what? Even some, more than Fisk's. No, I agree. Because there's no Cabo, there's no Fisk. There's no Fisk. You know, you know what? One yeah. of the other things about Rico's career was, it's very unique. But he literally played with two generations of players, yes, right? I mean, think about this. When he started, yes, he he's, he's, he's hitting against guys like Hoyt Wilhelm, Sandy right. Koufax, right. Bob Gibson, right? And right. then who does he finish his career with? Goose Gossage, playing, yeah. uh, pl- playing against uh, uh, George Brett, Dennis Eckersley. Right. Uh, I mean, it's... Well, think about the opponents, right? He saw the end of Mickey Mantle. And, you know, some of those great, you know, Willie Mays, who went into the 70s, obviously. Hank Aaron, you know, who in the mid-70s retired. But then, like you said, he saw, he was in the National League, but he saw the Mike Schmitz, the George Bretts. He saw Rod Carew come into his own in the 70s, right? I mean, he the guys he played, that he played with. Well, well. you know, you you think about that, like, you know, Rico and Jimmy Rice are very, very close friends. They're very good friends, right? But they only played together for a year, two years. Rico was gone in 76. Right. So he was he gone play- after 76. Yeah. Right. Right. And, 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 you know, I mean, uh, Rice went on to, I don't know how many years, but you think about that, that, you know, they played together, but it was at the very end of, of Rico's I career. I know. And that's why those, um, you know, the, the seven, he was gone by 78, but that 75 team, you know, look, the Reds, the Reds might've been the greatest team ever assembled. I think they were. Yeah. You know, but to have been able to see see Rico get one, Yaz get one, you know, Rice and Evans and Lynn were still at the beginning of their careers, you know, but those guys would never get one in terms of a ring. You know what I mean? And that would have been really nice to see. Um, and I think the Red Sox, I know the Red Sox, as much as people get on uh, John Henry, I think that John Henry and Werner and Lucchino, when he was there, have done a great job embracing 
those players from the 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s that got close. I agree. You know, Lynn, Lynn's back with the team. Fisk is back with the team. Bryce is doing media. The late Jerry Remy, you know, unbelievable. You know, so I, 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 I think they've done a really good job at bringing those guys into the joy and the championship joy that totally we've had agree. the last 20 years or so. Jay, and uh, before we uh, call it a day, why don't you tell our viewers and listeners about Joe Drellick. Joe was on earlier about the Philly show. Yeah. A little recap. East Coast Sports Marketing and Hunt Auctions are pleased to present the Philadelphia Sports Collector Show, The Philly Show, from Friday, December 2nd to Sunday, December 4th, held at our new location, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, Hall A, 100 Station Ave, Oaks, Pennsylvania. Shop over 250 of your favorite hobby dealer booths on over 75,000 square feet of sports collectibles heaven from the 1800s to present day. Major sports auction houses and third-party grading and authentication companies are on hand to assist your collecting needs. The Philly Show is family-friendly, and all kids 12 and under get in for free. Autographed guests to include Baseball Hall of Famers Wade Boggs, one of my favorites, and Vlad Guerrero Sr., Philadelphia Eagles greats Brandon Graham, Keith Byers, a former Patriot, Seth Joyner, and many more. For more information, go to phillyshow.com. Remember, since 1975, The Philly Show is where it all started that new location i guess is great zap yeah it's supposed I'll, to be I'll, I'll miss i'll miss the casino because i did win 74 bucks uh, uh listen don't gonna, do me a favor before we break don't go down and that still, road and still let you buy exactly dinner don't go down that road you <laughs> went at the casino and i still bought freaking dinner what's wrong with this world all right jm listen uh hope to see you back in the studio sometime yeah. this century be, actually yeah. i want to see you back in here before we leave for florida I will. I'm going to try to do the next one. If I don't have this obligation, I'll be there. Okay, good. David, right, uh, David, I know you uh, crawled out of a, uh, a sick bed to uh, help us out today, and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, get welcome. well soon. Yeah. and uh, Get healthy, Dave. Get just, healthy, Yeah, buddy. just take care of yourself. You. Chrissy, yeoman's work today. Thank you so much. I don't know what that was. Thanks, Chrissy. As always, we love you, and You're you did welcome. a great job. I know another thing about baseball. Oh, God. Let's hear it. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> oh, that's that's yeah. very good. That's very good. I'd leave everyone with that. All right. With that being said to our viewers and listeners, thank you so much for the support. We've had a great year. We've had a great – this is our seventh freaking year, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. With that being said, happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.